This world carries some pretty mixed messages. How do you sort out the facts from the fiction? Sometimes you just need the real scoop without the BS. Well, here we go. Welcome to No BS Talk with Julie Turner and Brad Lovell. Get ready for awareness, insight, and fun. Now, here are your hosts, Brad and Julie. Hey, Brad. Hey, Julie. Brad, have you ever experienced BS in your relationships? Me, no. Never, ever. (laughs) Well, I certainly have. And honestly, Brad, I've been the BS in my relationship. You know what? I'll stop you right there. I have too. (laughs) Speaking of BS, Mm -hmm. welcome to No BS Talk. Where there will be no BS. Because we know BS. And we just admitted it. We did. We actually (laughs) even admitted that we are BS. And honestly, I think everyone needs to admit once in a while that they are BS. Yep, that good old look in the mirror thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to talk about relationships today. Hopefully you want to join me, Brad, because you're here. And, yeah, well, do you know, I have a choice? Not usually. All right. Well, can we throw a little bit about communication in there, too? I think communication is a great thing to talk about. Okay. Because honestly, what do you have in a relationship if you don't have communication? You have discommunication. Yes, Brad loves to make up words. That's a a warning for everyone out there. Don't expect real English to often come out of our mouths. I know I am fluent in English somewhat. Crazy talk for sure. And you just make up words. That's okay. So what's on the show today? So I want to kind of break down relationships a little bit. I want to discuss because I think it's really relevant Mm -hmm. always that we look at, at our lives as we wander through our day Everyone we run into is a type of relationship. And are we building that relationship or are we tearing it down? That's good. I'm going to stop you there. Okay. He likes to stop me. He's pointing fingers. What else do we have on the show today? We've got an awesome interview coming up today. We do. We have an awesome interview. We have Maureen McGrath from the Sunday Night Sex Show. It's a radio show on Chorus Entertainment, which is a North American radio program. Mm -hmm. It is 8 till 10 PST on Sunday nights. She's also a registered nurse and a blogger, and she's done TED Talks, and she's just an amazing person, and it's fa- going to be so much fun. A fabulous interview. Stay tuned for yeah, that. That's she's coming a great up in interview. the second segment, so we're excited about that. So, we're talking about relationships, communication, and... Sex. She said it. I made her say it. I did. He did. And desire. Yes, and desire. So, and this is going to be a great episode. It is. I'm super excited about okay. this episode. So, I'm glad I, I stopped you. Yes. So, now I can take you back to relationships. Okay, thank you. Thank you for taking me back to Starting relationships. Starting at the beginning. Absolutely. Okay. In the beginning, good always overpower. Anybody recognize that? No. I do. You don't, recon- you don't recognize the beginning of Shout at the Devil from Motley Crue? Really? Everyone out there, give him a boo. Brad <laughs> is, Brad is literally... For those of you that don't know, Brad is a rock star from the yeah. 80s, and he doesn't recognize the intro to Shout at the Devil from Motley Crue. No. I am aghast right now. I don't even know if that's the right word, but no, no, it, no. I'm something. Our guest comes later in the show. <laughs> You're a host <sighs> of the show. You're not aghast. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. We just went into banjo-picking anyway, territory. I can recite the number of the beast, so that's okay. I'm hoping that'll save me. Okay. Anyway. Perfect. 
We'll get back to that. Is our relationship okay? <laughs> we will see because I am I am a, a Motley Crue fan from way way back, and I'm I'm hurting a little bit right now. I'm just hurting a little bit. If anybody from the Motley Crue band is listening right now, I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, back to reality and yeah. today's broadcast. Okay. We do want to talk about relationships. I do think it's really important, and here's why I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Relationships are really, at the end of the day, they make or break your life. They literally make or break your life. If you have good relationships, you have a good life. If you have not so great relationships, it's a pretty frustrating, stressful life. Now, we have other stresses in our lives for sure, but let's just remember that your relationships and your attitude towards them and the way you behave in them Mm -hmm. is a game changer. Do you agree, disagree? I agree 100%. Okay, that's good. We can keep you then. <laughs> so, I'm not even saying anything. I do want to kind of look at uh, relationships outside of maybe family or romantic for just a moment. Okay. Because I think they're really important too. We actually have relationships with like the store clerk. I know I, for one, I go to the same stores. I speak to the same clerks. I know what they told me the last time I was there. It Mm. makes them smile, which makes me smile, which gives me a better day and hopefully them as well. Mm. So all these little micro relationships are important. Stop treating people like they don't matter. Get off your phone when you are in a lineup. Speak to the people around you. Sorry, that was my soapbox for the moment. Right, wow. Right? Good thing that thing wasn't slippery. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the soapbox is always a oh, little that's, slippery. That's really true. And, you know, it's, it's I, in one of the uh, marketing positions that I worked in, I called that vintage social media. <laughs> where it was like, that's awesome. actually just have a conversation with somebody yeah. in the flesh or on the telephone. Oh my goodness, um, the fun conversations you can have. Yeah, and I've been, I've been telling my son since he was 12 years old, it's like, dude, learn how to engage somebody over a coffee at a table and you will become a commodity in this world because that's what I really believe. So true. Right? Those relationships, and you know, if you want to get spiritual and all energy about it, which we you don't. Put two people <laughs> in a room over, you know, over coffee, there's actually energy that happens in that space. There's, I don't think you can't argue with me with that. No, I definitely you know? won't argue with you on that. I thought we were going to like that spiritual people were better communicators for a no, moment no, there, no, 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 not which at is all. not at all it's the just, truth. Energy happens between necessarily. Humans. Yeah. Right? Energy happens between humans. Well, let's, you know, we won't get scientific because I can't, but we are all energy. Mm-hmm. We are all energy. And what type of energy are you? What yeah. type of energy do you want to put out to your fellow man? So that was my soapbox. Let's just start treating each and every individual just slightly better because it will make your day better and your life better as well as theirs. Do it because you're selfish. Well, you know, they say a lot of things come from the inside, but it's interesting because as soon as you start doing that for yourself, it kind of has a tendency to spread out to other people. Absolutely. That is a really good point. It, you know, I don't want to get cheesy on you. I'm going to I'm going to go into the cheese for just a moment and say that if you're not treating yourself well, if you're not speaking to yourself well, it's unlikely that you're going to treat the people around you as well. Right. Funny. Brad is Brad is dating <laughs> a lovely lady right now, and he actually mentioned that he's that he's hasn't been on dates in a really really long time other than this lovely person and i brought to his attention that he takes people on dates all the time he has a lot of female friends and he actually treats them 
like they're on a date. He's very much the gentleman. And and maybe that's my perception because that's key as well, right? No, I'm just perception. terrified and I want people to like me. That, you know, it actually shows, Brad. It does show. I know. It's the fear in his eyes. <laughs> it actually does show. So, no, but how do you start building? And, and that's what's really, really important. I think if we all kind of paid attention to the fact that what you're doing is building something, yeah. right? Like you're building something. Let's go into dating for just a brief second. Okay. Because again, this is about maybe the start of a relationship. And we've all learned that we need to play games of sorts. And some of them are intentional and some of them aren't intentional. Some of them are just the the playback in your head. But let's go with the traditional, you know, don't call for three days after a date, which seldom happens anymore. I do love to date. And I have literally not gotten in my door before I got a text. And then I've not heard from people for a week. And then all of a sudden, it's like nothing ever happened. So that has kind of gone out the window a little bit. But traditionally, it was like, wait a certain amount. You don't want them to think you're too keen and you don't want them to right. to be, you know, to think you don't, you're not interested. But the fact is, is, just be who you are. That's the only way we can communicate effectively is if you're not filtering your communication. That's right? fair. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And by filtering, just, you know, just... What does that mean? That means, and if you didn't listen to our first episode on intuition versus ego, Mm -hmm. go back and listen to it. Because (laughs) filtering is when your intuition says, oh, that was awesome. I should call that person. Obviously, there's no voice. It's just, oh, that was awesome. Like, it's a yes. Mm -hmm. Then your ego says, oh, but they might think you're too keen. You don't want to do that. You want to just lay back and you want to. The fact is you need to go with your intuition, especially in intimate relationships especially in intimate relationships that ego that little voice in your head that tells you to protect yourself that things are scary it's it's not relevant it's really not if you are in an intimate relationship there should be no fear of that person right so would it be safe to say then your ego is like Richie Cunningham and your your or pardon me I totally screwed that up Oh, damn it. I'm guessing the fawns. Were you going to go with the fawns yeah, for the I, I ego? Yeah, I just totally wrecked that setup completely. It's all good because most of the people, well, maybe most of the people, I don't know any of you. <laughs> do you know what Happy there's, Days is? Because it's been a really long time and I wasn't sure I was going to get that reference anyway. So I'm kind of glad he derailed it. There's nothing worse than it, trying to set up your own joke and totally failing. That was a complete and total fail. Okay, I totally to took us right off topic. It's all good. Okay. So what I was saying is that you should, in an intimate relationship, and remember this, please just pause in whatever you're doing for a moment. If you're driving, don't close your eyes, but pause and think, am I afraid to say certain things to my date, my spouse, my significant other? Because that is your ego. Hmm. That is your ego filtering you, and that filter was developed when you were either a child or in a separate relationship. If it was developed in the current relationship, Mm. take a look at that relationship because you shouldn't be afraid of someone you have an intimate relationship with. Does that make sense? Holy cow. Yeah. Boy, that's hitting the nail on the head. Right? Wow. Yeah, because really, I've heard the term being emotionally available. Right. He's doing air quotes for those of you that can't see him. I've also felt it in, in my past life 
uh, as many people have, about being like emotionally uh, invested. Right. Right? And so that's where it gets a little bit weird because if you're not communicating correctly, right? If you're not or being at all. If you're not being completely square with one another, whether it's about what you're doing, who's taking out the garbage, or what you're doing in the bedroom, the bottom line is, is it turns into a total fail. And that lack of communication starts turning into emotional issues, right? Between Absolutely. And let me tell you, I have had my share of relationships, intimate and even friendships, where I just sucked it up. Ah, now I'm doing air quotes. And just, I was fine no matter what. And I just allow things to happen mm -hmm. those relationships have a really hard time surviving so if you actually take that brave step and and say what you're truly feeling at that point you your relationship has a better chance and if it doesn't last because not all will like mm -hmm. that might actually scare that other person away but that is a blessing mm -hmm. remember that if if you are being true to you and the other person doesn't receive it well and you've been as clear as you possibly can, that is not your problem. Mm -hmm. That is just a disconnect. You cannot connect with everybody. Well, the, the other part of that equation too is if you've established early in your relationship about having a very um, high bar about being clear and if you, if you establish that we're not going to take things personally, now suddenly you've got like the groundwork to be able to have good communication, even if it's about things that might potentially, uh, you know, could have the potential to derail the relationship, so to speak, or that you might not agree on. Right. Creating right. a safe space. Create, yeah. Like actually having that dialogue. Like rules of to engagement. Create. Yes. Yeah. And Brad loves his rules. Julie, not so much. Mm -hmm. But I do love the idea of creating a safe space, whatever that looks like. Right. I also think it's really, really important and relevant at this moment to mention that even after creating that safe space, sometimes people can't step up. They can't come mm -hmm. to the table. But it's really important, no matter what relationship it is, that you actually pay attention to the other person and feel like you can ask a question. Mm -hmm. I have literally asked questions of the Walmart cashier who I thought just didn't look super happy at that moment. And I asked her if she was okay. And people will tell you, you just ask that question. If you ask the right question, at least they, they tell me. Maybe I'm well, unique and special in that way, but too many people tell me too many things. Keep it coming. We'll have to talk one day about how much of communication and relationships is based on the simplest of invitations. Yes, invitations. We do love invitations. Right. Speaking of invitations, mm -hmm. we did give an invitation out to our expert, and I'm super excited that that's going to be coming up soon. So Our expert today. Our expert today. We, you know what? And we have a lot of experts coming up, actually. Mm -hmm. We've got experts on biohacking, one of my favorite, favorite topics. Yep. Before we get too off track, that though. That lights we, you up more than Motley Crue. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. That's a tough one between Motley Crue and biohacking. Motley Crue and I go way back. Like we're, mm -hmm. we're Motley is what I like to call them. Them being one entity. Uh -huh. um, so that's like first name basis. That's, that's a special relationship. That's a totally different type of relationship that one is imaginary but i digress I love um, that. i'm on a first name basis with not motley crew motley <laughs> okay i'm supposed to be the funny one here okay 
<laughs> Mind you, I just... You just set me up. Brad sets me just up. Just set you up. All right. Okay. What's coming up next, Brad? We have some... Uh, well, coming up after the break, we have Maureen McGrath, amazing speaker. We're going to talk about all... Every, you know, I'm just vibrating about everything we're going to discuss. Oh, yes. I do like to vibrate. Ah, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. <laughs> it's a magical thing. Thank you very much, Brad. We'll mm -hmm. see you in a couple minutes. Yeah, thanks, Julie. Creativity, history shows, endless stories of tortured creative geniuses. You're creative, but it's just not coming. You're creative, but you're afraid to show it? Brad Lovell specializes in stress, anxiety, and creative performance enhancement through hypnotherapy and the unique knowledge of creativity, how to own it and how to value it. You're creative, and you deserve it. Maybe it's time to keep the creative genius and forget about the tortured. Contact Brad now at bradlovellmusic.com. Change. It's constant. How you cope with change in your life can be both a challenge and an opportunity because change is growth. Julie Turner assists clients with health, relationships, and career to expose the opportunity in change and to create a better human experience. Remember, it's not about changing who you are, it's about letting go of who you are not. Get unstuck. Reach out now at julieturner.ca. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to No BS Talk with Julie Turner and Brad Lovell. If you'd like to be a part of our community, why not visit us at NoBSTalk.ca. Leave us any questions or comments about the show. We would love to hear from you. That address again is knowbstalk.ca. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to No BS Talk, everybody. On this beautiful day, I'm Brad Lovell. I'm Julie Turner. And boy, we've got something great coming up in this segment, don't we, Julie? We do. I'm super excited about this interview coming up. We actually have with us Maureen McGrath. She is the host of the Sunday Night Sex Show, and I've actually been on her show, so I'm really happy to be able to return that favor. The Sunday Night Sex Show is on the Chorus Entertainment Radio, mm -hmm. and it's on Sunday evening, obviously, from, from 8 till 10 <laughs> p.m. PST. She is also a registered nurse, and a sexual educator. So we're gonna get some education here today. Boy, I'll tell you, this is a great interview, so I think we should just dive right into it. I agree. So welcome, Maureen. I am super excited about this segment of the show. I am too. Well, excitement is great, so thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Excitement is great. So we're gonna start right off the top by maybe getting you to introduce yourself. Tell us kind of who you are and what you do. Oh, sure. I'm a registered nurse by training and a sexual health educator. I'm in clinical practice. Uh, I do a lot of work around female sexuality, sexual desire, sexless marriage. I also host a radio program on the Chorus Radio Network, which is live in Western Canada every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. PST. And I have developed a digital health clinic for women called Cleopatra. So it's getcleopatra.com is that website. And so... Uh, 
you know, I'm all, all things sex, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Again, one of my favorite subjects. So yes. <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about maybe why you do what you do? Because you're a registered nurse, so I don't think you just dropped out of the sky into um, the sexual arena. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, especially from the Catholic school that I went to. Absolutely not. It wasn't like, I think I'll grow up and be a sexpert, sister. You good with that? Uh, no, that didn't Perfect. happen. Uh, <laughs> that is loving you right now. I love that. <laughs> I have a background in uh, reproductive health and, and maternal health. And I realized in this highly sexualized world, uh, we don't talk about sex. And people are not educated typically about sex. So I have a sex research background in low sexual desire, hypoactive sexual desire disorder and erectile dysfunction and other sexual dysfunctions that occur. And there are many. And I realized that many people did not understand how their body worked. And if they didn't understand how their body worked, in part because the sexual education in North America is lacking, seriously lacking, or it's inappropriate or incorrect, uh, that people wouldn't understand when they had a sexual health issue, disorder, or dysfunction that impacted their relationship. And so there were so many people going around uh, with issues, with sexual health issues that were shrouded in shame, uh, especially female sexual issues, because there's, there's such a, uh, a different standard. There's a double standard for uh, men versus women versus they, a triple standard, I guess now, um, <laughs> But there's such a double standard, you know, men's uh, sexuality is applauded and women's sexuality is shamed. Yet many men have sexual health issues as well. So I'm an educator at heart and I felt this information was lacking. And, And through a clinical practice, through my radio program, my podcast, I'm able to deliver this information and hopefully change people's lives one vibrator at a time. That's awesome. So I have another question for you before we get into the meat and potatoes of desire. Mm -hmm. So that little Catholic girl that you spoke of moments ago, what would she truly think of you if she were here right now? She would be so proud (laughs) because I think inside of every woman, uh, every girl, uh, every person really is somebody who says, you know, has a little voice that says, this is right. This is, this should Uh, not be shamed. We should be able to live our lives fully. We should be able to explore. We should be able to speak about these subjects because they impact the quality of our relationships and the quality of our lives. And that is related to overall health. And, And especially in this time of the pandemic, never has it been more important to ensure that your sex life is is critical. I'll give you an example. So for a lot of men who suffer with erectile dysfunction, the issue is they have high blood pressure. They may have a rather large abdominal girth. So their abdominal girth is larger than their hips. Um, And sex is about blood flow. And so men who have hypertension issues actually become sicker sooner with COVID-19. And so they are at greater risk. And so for men who are having erectile dysfunction issues, who are embarrassed about it or ashamed about it because they think it's related to sex or they think it's related to their manhood, they don't actually realize that it's related to the risk of getting a very highly contagious virus that actually may take them down literally much faster than somebody who has actually addressed their erectile dysfunction issues. 
Interesting. Yeah, I, I wonder if um, of all the things that are going to come out of the situation we're living through, if people will actually pay attention to their health in general a little bit more instead of you know, only in an acute situation as we have right now. I hope so. And I'm as actually, do I. Yes, I, I've actually suggested that people purchase a blood pressure monitor, perhaps with the, the stimulus or the federal funding that uh, people are getting. Purchase a blood pressure monitor, which is about $85, a glucometer to check their blood sugar because type 2 diabetes, people with type 2 diabetes do not fare as well either in this COVID pandemic. And also an oximetry for two reasons, you know, to ensure that if they do get sick, that they uh, have a, a, an, ox, an O2 saturation higher than 96%. And these are all tests that you can do at home. And it's actually right. a way to you know, maintain your health and, and stay in good health and have a check for it. People like numbers. They like measurements. I, I've always felt the blood pressure is the most important number um, that one needs to know. And, of course, by that tape measure, one long enough to go around your waistline. <laughs> um, because we have Key. an obesity problem in this country as well. And in so many also, countries. Yes. And uh, we're also seeing um, this uh, obesity is also impacting at, uh COVID-19 because when you have too much abdominal weight, it actually impacts uh, your lungs and actually can put additional pressure on your lungs. And of course, COVID-19 in many aspects is a respiratory illness. And so all of this, breathing easy, breathing heavy, you're going to be able to do it a lot better if you are <laughs> in good physical health. And so what's missing in North America, perhaps around the world, is the relationship to sexual health, which is often the canary in the coal mine, to your overall health and wellness and emotional health as well. Mm. Thank you. And I, I don't. That. Did you catch Brad? Mm. That Maureen gave some homework. I love to give homework, Maureen. So I am like so on board with that. So if those of you that missed the homework for Maureen, you need to get yourself a heart rate monitor. And what's the glue? No, 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 a blood pressure. A monitor. blood pressure. Blood pressure and, monitor. And what was the and other one? A glucometer to check glucometer. your Glucometer. Okay. Uh, so we are going out after this have, to do that. Especially if you have type 2 diabetes, if you've been diagnosed with that, and that can be reversed. And then an oximetry uh, for your home. That can be shared. And all of these products can be shared. And I'm not selling them, by the way. You can get them at you know, a drugstore. <laughs> I mean, I'm making no money here. But all of those products can be shared with people who you are in lockdown love with. If you right. Will. Lockdown love with. <laughs> I really like what you're saying about staying fit. You know, yeah, nobody has to be an Olympic athlete, but I have well, a... somebody does, or the Olympics well, has never come well, back. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But, you know, I, I just kind of believe as a guy, and I'm an older guy, so I went to my doctor a few years ago because I wasn't feeling quite right. And he's like, I don't want to say male menopause, but I mean, definitely you're suffering from lower testosterone levels, right? And so that breeds into, you know, how can we naturally produce testosterone? But my doctor gave me three things. He goes, remember three things, oxygen, exercise, attitude. Those are the three things that I want you to remember forever from now on, as long as you live. Right. And that's daily exercise. Absolutely. And I love the simplification of that. I'm all about simplifying so that the most people can understand the message. And I thought that was a great one. How come that's not written on your arm? Brad has a tattoo to remind himself of things because he's a little bit of a note taker. Um, <laughs> But that I breathe with my blood pressure. Okay, <laughs> breathe is on his arm, so that's close to oxygen, I suppose. Yeah. But um, 
Anyway, I don't. Want attitude. Ask. Attitude needs to be written on his arm. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, I'm not pointing any fingers, but I'm just saying. But breathe is good because yes. meditation, mindfulness, very important. Absolutely. There have been research studies to demonstrate mindfulness will help with lowering blood pressure. I Most definitely. I and, believe that too. And, and it also helps with sex. Mindfulness is critical in terms of sexuality. Sexual I would say health. that that is huge with sexuality. It's really interesting is being in, in the present moment, being in the now is what mindfulness is really about. And I think sex is a time that you should be in the now. It's I'm just critical. And there have been a, a number of uh, research studies around low sexual desire and mindfulness. So very important as well. So breathing is great. We'll work on the attitude. You got the exercise down. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> well, you just said desire. I let's did. talk about desire. Yeah, let's dig a little deeper into desire. Um, <laughs> desire in relationships and, and how, you know, how does that affect a relationship? It's critical to relationships. And at the beginning of a relationship, there may be heightened desire. You're excited. It's something new. It's novel. And and so it might take any opportunity to engage, to be intimate, to be sexual with one another, whatever that means for a, a couple or a threesome or, or a person, because of course somebody can be sexual on their own. But desire is controlled by hormones and it's controlled by life circumstances and it's a biopsychosocial has all of those have an issue, have a, a relationship to sexual desire, what your life is like, how stressed you are, your finances, loss of job. So right now, desire is being impacted. Many people think, oh, yay, lockdown love, we're going home, we're going to have sex all the time. And it's not happening because maybe no. they lost their jobs and they're homeschooling. And so the biggest thing about desire, I think, for people to understand is that desire doesn't come first. And you often hear women or men uh, or people in general say, I don't, I've lost the desire, I don't have it. Well, you know, after two to four years in a relationship, the hormone in your brain reduces, you don't have that desire. And so desire doesn't come first necessarily, it's responsive. And so what we say is if you don't feel like having sex, but you're in a mutual, consenting, happy relationship, and you decide to engage or accept your partner's sexual advances, and you do, and you enjoy it, we call that responsive desire. So to take a page out of Nike's book, just do it. If the circumstances are correct. And then the other thing is fatigue is the number one reason for men, women, and they around low sexual desire. And so it's this is a time we've all cut back. We're not driving the kids anywhere. We're working from home. We don't have all these pressures on us. And so it is a time to look at, you know, taking good care of yourself, eating healthily, not mm -hmm. being so tired and exhausted. And so that may actually lead to increased frequency or a decrease in the desire discrepancy, which is what we often see in couples. That's awesome. I, I actually wanted to kind of look at um, what you had mentioned there about having a little bit less stress around us and on us right now. Uh, people will be listening to this long after this is an issue, of course, but the stress is always an issue. But I would love to look at maybe, and this is a generalization, the difference between the way that women respond in a situation of stress to desire uh, versus men. You know, again, this is a generalization, so not 100%, no definitives on Absolutely. this show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do want to say there are probably so many more people who are stressed right now, given the economy, given the sure. job loss mm -hmm. situation, into the hundreds of thousands of job losses. You've seen the lineups in the food banks, the widows who are taking care of their children, people homeschooling. So most people are probably incredibly stressed. And as a general idea, women 
uh, when they're stressed, don't desire sex. But men, when men are stressed, they desire sex more so. And that's very general, of course. Mm -hmm. But so there is a difference in how we respond to sex and what's, or to stress. And what's important is how you you know, the listeners, how you respond to stress. How are you managing your stress? As you say, everybody has stress. We're all going to have that, but how do you approach it? Again, back to the attitude. What is your attitude around it? Can you count your blessings? What are the good things that are that are going on right now? Mm-hmm. You know, is this the time for you to work on your relationship? Is this the time to, you know, demonstrate to your children or your parents or whomever you're living with in this lockdown that, you know, you can make it through this? And so it's very important to tap into your courage and your strength and whatever it is you have to get you through this time period. That's awesome. I want to go back to managing stress for a moment because you are an RN and you do have a medical background. I would love, uh, possibly, if you have a tip, what can people do to, to maybe manage their stress a little bit better? You know, we, we talk of different mental, emotional ways, but there's definitely some other ways to manage stress, physical ways, etc. Besides Do you have having, anything? having sex? Besides, oh. you know, you know, honestly, um, and mic drop, we're done. Just go have sex. <laughs> Everybody needs to go and have sex right now. Perfect. Okay, so my mind is swirling, um, vibrating. You know, it's often it's very helpful for women to take some time to themselves. A little afternoon delight. You know, sex toys are up. The online purchases are up by one hundred and thirty-five percent. That says something. Even if you don't have a partner, or you're away from your partner. You know, go online, buy a sex toy. The Womanizer is a great one. It's a clitoral stimulation device. But also, I think for, um, uh, you know, for men and women, it's just your attitude, really, is that, you know, how important is this? What, what are the good things that I have? You know, going back to that and just taking the time to reflect, listening to the birds in the morning who are chirping so much louder. It's practically an orchestra out there. Right. You know, I've noticed so, that. Yeah, we ha- there are some good, there, there's always a silver lining in a black cloud. And even if you've been able to get through and muster all of these issues that have come up in your life, you know, there's a big pat on the back. And so breathe, take some Truly. time, mm. and, and uh, a positive attitude goes a long way. So does the power of a vibrator. But anyway, go ahead. Right? <laughs> that is more homework for Maureen. Maureen, sister. More homework for Maureen. Now they, they, you had a bunch of toys to buy. Um, thank it's all you. about the machines. Yeah, right? <laughs> Come on, Julie. Let's go for a walk. <laughs> thank you so much, Maureen. Thank you for your time today and for your, um, for your information. I'm sure that there's a lot of people that now are pretty excited about homework that maybe weren't yesterday. So Fantastic. Well, thank, thank you for you. having me. Absolutely. It's been great. And hopefully you'll come back again. For sure. Awesome. Thanks very much. You're very welcome. Wow, Brad. I can barely contain myself. I feel like we have so many things to talk about. It's bingo balls in my head. Absolutely. I feel like I, I, I learned some new things and I, I remembered some other things. Great. I'm, I'm hearing you. I just totally learned a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I am just confused with testosterone and all kinds of And the new feelings. gadgets that you need to buy. Brad's oh. running out to buy a vibrator as we speak. I'm vibrating. <laughs> I am a vibrator. It's I not the same thing, one. Brad. It is not the same thing. <laughs> Join us after the break to find out more about what we're purchasing after the show. Yeah. Change. It's constant. How you cope with change in your life can be both a challenge and an opportunity because change is growth. 
Julie Turner assists clients with health, relationships, and career to expose the opportunity and change and to create a better human experience. Remember, it's not about changing who you are. It's about letting go of who you are not. Get unstuck. Reach out now at julieturner.ca. Creativity. History shows endless stories of tortured creative geniuses. You're creative, but it's just not coming. You're creative, but you're afraid to show it? Brad Lovell specializes in stress, anxiety, and creative performance enhancement through hypnotherapy and the unique knowledge of creativity. How to own it and how to value it. You're creative and you deserve it. Maybe it's time to keep the creative genius and forget about the tortured. Contact Brad now at bradlovellmusic.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to No BS Talk with Julie Turner and Brad Lovell. If you'd like to be a part of our community, why not visit us at nobstalk.ca. Leave us any questions or comments about the show. We would love to hear from you. That address again is knowbstalk.ca. Now, back to the show. I would like to just thank Maureen again for coming on the show with us. I'm so glad that we had her. And I've got lots and lots to discuss with you, Brad. I feel like I'm, I've got so many subjects, just things that she touched on. And of course, she gave homework. I do love a woman who gives homework. <laughs> it's almost like, I'm, why does Hot for Teacher by Van Halen keep coming through my that head That plays right in now? my head all the time. <laughs> so just for those of you that do not know, I teach a class and yeah, it's one of my favorite songs. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine well, hey. that. Well, Maureen McGrath was truly fantastic. She was. And she did give homework and we are now going to sit down and talk about all of this fun stuff. We so, are going to talk about some of her homework. If you could see the look in Julie's eye right now, I would be very terrified, people. So <laughs> I'm just going to unleash the beast insert, here. Insert evil laughter. Yeah. What uh, do you got, Julie? Talk to me. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that she mentioned. She mentioned a little bit about daily exercise. She mentioned about proper nutrition. So health in in sex is really, really important. And we're going to actually do a whole segment later on about health. And we'll get more into that end of things. But just just remember the importance of that. But today's show is more about the relationship end of things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she talked about was you know, stress in relationships. And I would like to talk about how stress in our relationships affects communication in our relationships. And are we talking romantic relationships or are we just talking relationships in general? Here? I think we can make it broad again, although I think the, the challenges show up more pointedly in romantic relationships. Like we have challenges, if we're really, really stressed, we have a challenge with communicating. That's just probably across the board in all of our relationships. But in romantic relationships, I feel like the average person, and we're just generalizing here as per usual, mm-hmm. I feel like the average person almost has, feels they have a right to be a little less kind in their romantic relationships. It's almost like a, a maybe a taking for granted, maybe saying things to your partner that you probably wouldn't say out 
to a to a friend. Right. Well, it's like Maureen kind of said, you know, two to four years after a uh, relationship, the desire element starts to, you know, f- fade a little bit. I'm so glad you remembered numbers, Brad, because I was like, wow, I know, two to I'm four impressed years. with you right now. Are you really? I really, really am. <laughs> I, I'm not even joking, guys. I'm just like, wow. You just wait, sister. We're going <laughs> to. We're going to start talking testosterone. Oh, boy. Right? Oh, boy. And things like lavender. <laughs> are we Are we going to talk lavender? No, we're not. I, we're not okay, anybody good. who's listening, we're not talking about lavender Okay, thank goodness. Because that's not my area of expertise. But relationships, I mean, let's face it. If you're in a relationship, um, chances are you're spending more time with somebody. Yes. Um, there is a little bit of that good old thing where it says familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, let's not go into like no, little, we're, we're little memes even, and sayings. We're not even going to go there. But <laughs> the simple fact is, and I'm a huge proponent of communication, I think that it, I've watched it destroy so many things in my life. Lack of. Lack of communication. Yes. Um, so I think that it's Can I clarify important. something for yes, a moment? Absolutely. I just want to clarify that communication is not talking. Those two are not necessarily the same thing. What? Often we use talking to communicate, but it is not the same thing. Just wanted to clarify. So that. what you're saying is I'm not allowed to say, oh, I love you. And then I roll my eyes at the same time. <laughs> well, you're allowed That's to say a it. Mixed message. I can guarantee your relationship's not going to last that long if you do, but you are allowed <laughs> to do whatever you want, Brad. There's no rules here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just consistent communication. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and again, there's so many things that that uh, are communication that we are maybe not paying attention to. I don't know how many people pay attention to their own behaviors. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. When I was taking a course, this was years ago, we were asked certain questions on camera and then we rewatched the tape to see how we reacted, how we behaved while answering those questions. Mm-hmm. It was very, very telling. Right, because now you're seeing the body language. Yeah, and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did. And for me, sadly, I barely changed at all. I, mm. I barely changed at all, and that's not a good thing, guys. If you're speaking of something that is emotional or passionate, to be able to do it with a straight face and to have no emotion kind of, for lack of a better term, leak out of you, mm. and I don't mean tears, but like you know, facial expressions, etc. that's not necessarily a good thing. It's interesting you should say that, okay? Mm-hmm. Because this is where we're going to get into our personal yin yang here. Yes. Okay. Because I am the other way. Yes. I am completely passionate. Things leak I out of Brad all the time. There's a lot you of leaking. Believe what leaks out of me. <laughs> wow. Okay, we're going to bring this right back. My point is, is that I wish I could have a little more of that kind of steadiness that you have. Right. There is balance between robot and leaker leaker should we call you leaker is that i'll take robot if you'll take leaker how's that um (laughs) see how much fun we have just the two of us (laughs) in a dark room by ourselves okay so how does this apply How, how does how does this communication apply in relationships well we were talking previously with maureen about desire Mm -hmm. and how it it's not the first thing that comes desire grows and it grows with communication with uh the ability to to not allow stress to take you sideways or we're going to be stressed in our life Mm -hmm. that's uh pretty much a given and how you deal with it is really important so to bring it back to communication 
it's it's not healthy and i know i'm i'm going to completely this is a definitive it mm-hmm. is not healthy to keep your stress in not communicate with anyone not share anything and just explode later i want to share just a little little bit of a story as to why things like that aren't really beneficial Absolutely. in relationships it's not a romantic relationship and it's a personal one mm-hmm. when i was a little girl i have an older sister and she would often be very inflamed she she was easily upset mm-hmm. at least in, that's my opinion she may or may not be listening so my opinion was she was easily upset and i would always think it was something i had done because she wouldn't share why she was upset she would just lash out when she when it was too much for her mm. and i'm sure you all recognize somebody in your life that does that that just explodes all of a sudden and as a little girl i thought her bad mood was my fault what could i do so i spent my time trying to fix what was going on for her but i didn't know what was going on for mm. her so it wasn't landing and what actually shifted that in me for those of you that are listening that are like oh yeah i do that i totally take it personally as miguel ruiz says don't take it personally um but what i did was i actually realized and this is not uh, to sound harsh but i actually realized i was being pretty self-centered and self-focused by thinking that all of my sister's emotions centered around me mm-hmm. you know it seems like i was being very kind and and looking outside so much but i was actually really worrying more about me how is her mood affecting me what could i do to change it what did i do to make it so mm-hmm. it was really all about me which is often the case when we're young you talk to many people and they have a similar story that might quite often includes their parents right and this o- goes awesome yeah. this o- completely often. this goes completely right back to what we talked about in our very first episode about you know your perceptions as a as, of the world being created you know 80% of them by the time you're 8 years old absolutely so it's like it's a really a case of are you are are you hearing what somebody's actually telling you right right so you end up with your perception mm-hmm. and suddenly you're you know 45 or 25 years old in my case totally lying <laughs> um and they still, see pictures. If they went on Voice America, Brad, they can see your picture. I'm sorry. Yeah, totally busted. Right. That's I'm going to start leaking. <laughs> see um, what you've done to him now? But, you know, back to the point is we end up having these things, carrying them our whole life. So they seep into our communication. Absolutely. Right? Well, and that's actually, that's perfect. That's a perfect segue because, yes, how do you communicate? Do you go at somebody trying to fix them, trying to fix them? Are you the person that stonewalls and and goes silent? Neither of those things is ideal. Mm -hmm. To be able to have that, this is where my strengths being possibly too calm, cool, and collected sometimes Mm -hmm. really come in because I I can read a situation and then ask ideally an intellectual question instead of an emotional question. Whereas that is, I can see that something has upset you instead of what's wrong with you, mm. right? And that's what you're Big incredibly difference. good at. You're, you're incredibly good at that. So I practice. Yeah, yeah. But so how does this how does this manifest? I mean, we're we're kind of looking at the whole kind of sexual end of it. Yes. You no. Know, how do how do we manifest? Uh, how does this communication issue manifest into the sexual end of it, the desire end of it? You know, the the 
the the back room, bedroom antics, you know, that whole part of back the relationship. Back room, bedroom antics. I'm not sure where Brad's going with that. Well, I was a band guy in the 80s. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was. I'm sure the stories would curl your toes, curl your hair. What's the saying? I don't know. Oh. What happens? Curl a lot of you. There's... There's curling to be done. Uh, well, let's go back to, again, desire, right? Mm-hmm. What is the biggest killer of desire? Lack of communication. And communication, again, doesn't have to be verbal. So when I say you're stonewalling and you're not talking, that doesn't, you don't necessarily have to not talk, but possibly some people, and I'm sure you could actually talk about this specifically, Brad, maybe you don't have the words or you don't want to use the words, but you can reach out your hand. Reach out your hand, take their hand instead of maybe you don't have the words that'll say, you know what? I'm just not doing great in my mind right now. So Mm. please give me a moment. Well, like you were saying a little bit prior, communication is not just verbal. Exactly. So maybe you need to reach out your hand. Maybe you need to, you know, soften the look on your face. All these things are, are things we can absolutely control. So and when stress gets in the way, sometimes it's hard to remember that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I myself have been that guy. Right. Like completely stressed out, loose cannon. As have I. I well, not loose cannon. I, I don't tend to be a loose cannon. But stressed out to the point I'm much more likely to go silent. And mm. it's hard to dig yourself out of that. And I totally understand that. There's no judgment all these behaviors that we're mentioning, there's no judgment. It is, these are sadly normal human behaviors. So maybe we're speaking to your partner right now. Maybe you're the partner and you're looking at what your significant other does Mm. when they are stressed. Understanding that not taking it personally is actually really super relevant and important in that moment. Honestly, even if it is something that maybe you did, or they perceive you did. Mm. Possibly you triggered something in them, and as Brad mentioned, our thought processes, our behaviors are developed when we're really, really young. So you may have mentioned a word, and we will get into relational psychology and why one word can actually send your whole day into a tailspin. I've never had that happen in my (laughs) life ever. See, as we have mentioned in our first episode, we are all a work in progress. Brad and I are absolutely a work in progress. So thank you for joining us on our journey (laughs) in our project progress, because Mm -hmm. we'll be learning things on the show. Hopefully you will as well. And and doing these types of interviews with with Maureen and our other guests are definitely beneficial uh, to me personally. And that's why we're doing this is to get this out to to people because we're just like people. We, we're we just like people. Well, I'm a little robotic, as we've mentioned. Yeah, I might be a little leaky. Yeah, it happens. It's kind of like Ren and Stimpy, but <laughs> not even. <laughs> I don't want to be Ren or Stimpy. We need a, we need a better analogy. Anyway, I want to get back because something just popped into my mind. Oh, popping. Um, Wonderful. We did, uh, 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 we did a Facebook uh, b- uh, segment a while back, and we actually had somebody reach out. And the question they had was, is, in my partner, I am seeing this stress and I am seeing it manifest. How can I get them to acknowledge it because it's damaging? So it was almost like they didn't know what to do, not on their own own behalf, but on the part of their, their husband or their wife. Right. And I have, in my private practice, I've often had the spouse reach out and say, 
my spouse needs help with dot 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 fill in the blank because they can see it from the outside looking in and it's really hard to dig yourself out of it but just you know if I have to give a blanket statement there it's empathy if you have empathy for anyone whether it's your spouse whether it's your parents whatever the case may be if you come at the situation out of love and empathy as opposed to out of this is you know bothering me and it's Mm. frustrating me i know that's not always easy but love and empathy will give them that open space to be able to communicate and it and it won't be an instant or an automatic always but sometimes it will right sometimes leaving that sometimes empathy or love can crack the door open just enough so that you can actually get in there and alleviate whatever the frustration is I think that's a great place to kind of leave it with your lead with love when it comes to communication. Because if you think about it, it doesn't matter what relationship you're in, if you can lead with love, that's going to go a long way. And I, I do, I practice that in my personal life, and I'm not a saint, and often in my head I'm going, go to hell, and whatever else. Hmm? But what comes out of my mouth is, is true to my heart. And yeah. that's what counts. So lead with love, guys. That's what we want you to remember. And I book. know you practice what you preach, and I'm not going to take a long time, but before we recorded this, I was having a little bit of an episode, and you talked me down off a ledge, and I appreciate that. I don't like people on ledges. It makes me very uncomfortable. Well, so. considering I'm leaky, I could slip right easily. Plus, what if I'm under the <laughs> ledge? I don't know. It just seems messy, and you're very welcome. This has been a really great episode. It really has. I so enjoy when we have guests like Maureen on. She was very, very colorful. She was very colorful right. and, and I definitely learned some things. So that's really important. And hopefully the people out there learn some things as well. Well, that's the whole point of this, isn't it, Julie? It really is. We do love having guests and we <laughs> are going to have many more guests in the future. We are. But next week, next. it's just Brad and I. I don't like the look on your face right now. You guys can't see it. It's making me very tentative. Tentative and sensitive. Next week, it's just going to be you and I, Brad, and you know what we're talking about? What are we talking about? We are talking about whether or not you can control emotions. I am the master of uncontrolled emotion. And I'm really good at controlling emotions, so this should be a really interesting combination. Again, it's just like Ren and Stimpy. Absolutely. So I'm going to give a spoiler. (laughs) The quick answer is yes, you can control emotions. So next week... Come and see exactly what we're talking about. That should be a very, very interesting conversation. Absolutely. Because our emotions are, well, heck, hey. People often think your emotions are completely beyond your control and they just happen to you. And, you know, we do have reactionary emotions, but we'll get into that next week. Yeah. It's emotions, like extremes, man. Absolutely. It can be extreme. They can. The following week. The following week. So two weeks from now. We got a new guest. We have a new guest, but we're starting a whole new series. It's mm-hmm. kind of our our flagship series, really. Well, we talk about the things you should have learned in school. Yes, the better human experience. Lay it on me, Julie. Well, what is it? We're going to start with nutrition, and then we're going to move on to the other items, which will give them a spoiler alert when we get there. Right, so we're going to take a couple episodes... We're, We're going to bring in some people. Probably three. Probably three episodes. Right. We're going to bring in some guests. Not Maybe not every episode. Mm-hmm. We, you know, that's to be determined. We want to keep people on their toes. That's right. But two weeks from now, we're definitely having an amazing guest. She's a nutrition specialist. Mm-hmm. And when we saw her speak, I fell in love. 
So and I watched said, you have, do that. We have to have this woman on our show. So That's we are. Right. Yay, Wendy Yay. Michelle. Wendy Michelle. Absolutely. But for now, we're going to end the show. But don't forget that Tuesdays at 3 p.m. PST, we will be on Facebook Live at nobstalk.ca. That's K-N-O-W-B-S-Talk.ca. You did that very well. Thank you. Even people that just got home from their drive home in New York City right now will be impressed with that. Perfect. Well, I'm glad. And thank you, Brad, for today. Well, thank you for yesterday and tomorrow. And thank you, guys. Be great, people. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's edition of No BS Talk. Brad Lovell and Julie Turner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Make sure you're here, too.